Day. Thank you for coming back for another episode of Cosmic Peach Podcast. I know you're going to love the episode lined up for today, memories, histories, and mysteries. And like I've said a thousand times, these episodes are near and dear to my heart because not only do I get to have awesome conversations with my family But it's something that I can look back on years from now and, you know, remember fondly. So, if you stay tuned to the very end, we have an epic horror movie trivia battle. And these episodes, I like I always say, I would consider legacy episodes, but they're also enjoyable for everyone because... I think my family is fucking superb, one of a kind, absolutely extraordinary, (laughs) but maybe I'm blowing smoke up my own ass. So you know what to do if you want to come on Cosmic Peach Podcast. It's Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast, and five-star review if you love what I do. Let's jump into the episode. I know you're going to love it. Let's do this. You know what it is. It's the Cosmic Peach Podcast. I'm Julia, of course. And today we have returning champs. My very own (laughs) brother, David. How are you? Hi, how's it going? I'm so happy to be back. I have so much unfinished business. (laughs) 
that's what I like to hear. Okay. And Look, we I have... really like the Cosmic Beats podcast, but his episode sucked. <laughs> and Brian, thank you for introducing yours. yourself. I didn't watch yours. I didn't even well, watch it. was one of the worst there. episodes of, of all time in podcast history. <laughs> I don't even I don't even listen to podcasts, so who cares? Oh my god. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. So I just recently had all of our girl cousins on and their episode will come out before this one. So you have no idea what they talked about. No. Uh, And that's part of what I think is so cool about this. Like I I just, what I'm finding weird about this whole process. So you'll have to under, like, just to clarify why I'm obsessed with this whole cosmic peach thing. A, it's weird to see you like this because you're my sister. And and B, I'm starting to realize I'm getting to hear perspectives from people that I've known my whole life. And I realize I, I have no idea who they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like I'm hearing I'm hearing all these stories. And it's so cool because it's like you you remember things from your own perspective and you don't really take the time to get everyone else's perspective on things. And it's like, so it's just, it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? That's like to hear the stories from that you've heard a million times, but like from someone else's perspective and you can't intervene. See, that's the thing that's hard for me and Brian. We, it's weird to hear stories from people and we're not allowed to interject and steal the spotlight in the middle of oh i know that must be very it's completely for the unfair two of you. because <laughs> can we make a version where we can intervene um and <laughs> no matter where we are even no if matter where we are three weeks ago. <laughs> that's all i want uh but hey real quick can i do i do want to say something really quick just before we get going because like um the the thing that you did with the the reading lady i don't what do they call those What's a reading lady? It's uh, like a mediumship session. A medium, a medium type yeah. of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we had a, you, you had an appearance by Papa and, and mom. Mm-hmm. And Ma, mom said something in that episode, but I did, I did want to tell you because today it, something weird did happen. And I've lived at this house. And again, I've told you, you know how long I've lived at this house, like close to five years. I've never had an altercation with my neighbor ever. And I, we had an altercation today, like a screaming altercation with our neighbor over the property line here at the property <laughs> today. And we, we had talked, we had talked about that, that lady had said, and you got, it was just so funny to me listening to that and you guys trying to figure out what that meant. And I swear to God, as I was listening to you guys talk about it, I knew in the back of my mind, this thing is bubbling. Me and this dude are going to have words eventually. I just know it's going to happen. And then I heard that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And then today it happened and it wasn't me. Meg was the one that ran out yelling over something. I was just playing, I was playing a video game. And I just look up and Meg's out there yelling. So that even further, I'm not perpetuating it. I'm not anything. It's just happening. Because Brian, you haven't heard it yet. So listen to this. We we're doing the reading. She's bringing up property lines, fences. She says there's something weird about fences and property lines and something going on. This is the medium talking about this? 
Yes, the medium Whitney. She is talking about this and she goes, and I'm trying to relate it to something that's going on with me and I just can't put my finger on it. And she goes, old woods and like fruit trees. And then I'm thinking like, okay, maybe she's talking about my sister's house because she had a big fence and like fruit trees and like whatever. And then I'm like, no, I don't think that's it. And then David calls me, right? Listen what she said though. She, she goes, and me and Meg have been discussing because you know how you have neighbors with people or whatever, and all you do is just plot ways of getting away from that neighbor, right? You know what I mean? So me and Meg have been thinking, do we plant trees so we can't see them? Do we put up a fence? Maybe we just put up a privacy fence so we just cannot even see them at all. You know what I mean? So that was the plan. And what was so funny about it was that we had talked about building the fence. And then the message was good fences make good neighbors. Yes, And that's what she kept saying over and over again. And I was listening to it, wanting to intervene in the conversation and say, she's (laughs) talking about my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. She (laughs) says, good fences make good neighbors. And she goes, your mom is so jovial, but she's coming through with such a serious message. And she keeps coming back to it, keeps coming back to it. And then after the next day, after I get the phone call from Dave and he's like, I've been having this property dispute, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I go, well, what about like the old woods and the fruit trees? And then I remember his fucking address is Old Orchard Drive. Jesus Christ. It's so weird. I mean, that was like fucking mind-blowing. Also, just to give you guys perspective, though, and just for some seasoning on the situation, we're convinced our neighbor across the street is the new version of BTK. Um, (laughs) Why? Because he fits all the pro, the whole profile. Dude, when, when we showed up, and I'll just I'll just throw this out here. So Brown the first, the, the first day we ever moved on to this property, this guy meets us in our front yard and we're thinking, oh, he's coming over to introduce ourselves and say hi. You know what he had with him? He had paperwork showing us the property lines. Okay, red flag. Red the first flag. time the first time we ever met, I'm not kidding you. He just walks up to him and says, just so you know, here's your property line and here's mine. And and here's this and here it's crazy. They're weird. Pro- and we're just like, dude, we, can we move in? Can we can we get our underwear out of the boxes? Dude, there's something <laughs> wrong with somebody like that, man. But dude, there, he, for he, real, is he, something wrong. He, with somebody he mows like he mows his lawn super fast. Like I think he souped up his riding lawnmower and he just rides a super fast mowing it. And like we're just like, there's no chance he doesn't have bodies in that in that basement over there. There's, <laughs> that's that's another episode that's another episode because that's definitely if you find bodies over there you you i'm the first one that needs yeah, to hear well, about we're it. gonna go live we're gonna go live and break <laughs> in the basement no they're gonna be like you guys are gonna be like okay we're dave's going live now right to the scene you'd be like dave dave we're only seeing darkness in the video you'd be like that's because i'm under my bed <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not leaving my bed. I'm reporting from under my bed. My neighbor's a psychopath. (laughs) My neighbor's a psychopath. (laughs) So, Dave, what did you think of Brian's episode, Campfire Ghosties? No, okay. Here, This is part of what I was talking about. I think it's funny because you get to hear stories. Some of these stories I didn't even know about. And this is what I'm saying. In particular, 
Um, well, we'll talk on Brian because Brian mentioned some stories about the house over on Horseshoe. And mm-hmm. we did spend a, t- a ton of time over on Horseshoe. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like, I guess maybe, maybe because I was never really there by myself. And that's what I was trying to think of because I was like, whenever I was there, I was always with Brian. We were always getting into nonsense. It was very rare where we ever like, was I just sitting around alone in that house? Yeah. Um, I did, I did hear the stories about the house, but like I said, for me personally, I just didn't really know so much about it until I was hearing Brian like tell the story. I never knew dude that happened with you with the picture frame and the other picture being put up there and you actually waiting well, outside because you, know, you were that scared. And I can totally, I can that guarantee there. that these were not brought up on any episode, but the house that, that when you, you lived in Ashtabula with Kelly and, and John and your mom, on Reed Avenue. And there, Dude, are you, wait, wait, are you going to mention the pictures? On the, the picture on the that I was absolutely fucking I knew it, dude. I, I knew you were going to mention leave. it. I had to leave a sleepover in his house. Because <laughs> Why do I, I not know about this? fucking terrified. And I, and I, I dude, if we were up it. late, we were watching Saturday Night Live, and I came up with an excuse to have my mom come <laughs> pick me up at fucking one o'clock in the morning, and he called me. I'm my bitch ass. I was so scared, but he called me the next day. He's like, dude, I know you were scared. You're a fucking, <laughs> you're a fucking punk. You're nothing but a punk. And you I can what? beat you at Nintendo baseball anytime I want to. Basically what it came out. Dude, but you know what's funny is, you know as a kid, when someone's leaving your house for a bitch ass reason, you know as a kid and sometimes and sometimes sometimes you'll be cool about it you know what i mean and you'll be like okay man no i get it oh 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 your mom needs you at home or some oh your cat's sick okay man that's no, cool that's a good reason to leave my house at 1 30 in the morning so sometimes but but always know that that kid knows this motherfucker is leaving because he's scared of something he's a pussy but, a dude that house Fuck you guys. That house is scary as fuck. I wouldn't go in there to this. Well, day. listen, uh, apparently, apparently the house on Reed Avenue did the owner before us apparently did die there. But it was like of natural cause as he was like an old man or something from from what I understand. Doesn't so mean that house, he ever left. And it was a super old house. But dude, it was a picture. There was a picture on our stairway going up our stairway. And we would go up, and at the turn of the stairs, it would come back up. There was up, a picture honestly, of two separate soldiers. There was two yes, separate it soldiers. Was, it was these two separate soldiers. And honestly, looking back on it, my mom would never hang that kind of shit up. Julie, you can vouch for this. Like, she I know she wouldn't. It was the weirdest war picture. One was a blue a yes. soldier in blue. The other was in red. I don't know if one was supposed to be, uh, you know, like a red coat. The other was a revolutionary soldier. I don't know. They were like that type of period. Looking uh, back on it now, I cannot understand why those pictures were even up there. Because, like I said, my mom was a total home interiors, baskets with flowers in them kind of gal. You know what I mean? It was like ne- never not two weird, ominous Civil War soldiers. Uh, like, never, and, well, never. It didn't help that John was like, you know, I think I hear these soldiers talk to each other in the middle of the night. My <laughs> 10-year-old... My 10-year-old ass was like, I'm fucking terrified right now. <laughs> he would, too. He would, too. Dude, of course he would. Of course he would. Jesus Christ, man. But that is so funny because I do. What the pictures? 
Brian used to claim to me that they would look at him, and I feel like it was always the one on the left. And he would of course say, he they would say, looked at me. They're he would be like watching me right now. He would be like, Dave, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not going to the bathroom. I think there were a couple times he wanted me to come to the bathroom with him because they were right by, they were right next to the bathroom. These pictures were right next to the bathroom. Come on, I wasn't that much of a bitch. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but it is weird that they were there. Again, where did they go? Who took them when we left the house? I never saw them again after we left that house. They were just these pictures that Brian ate. I think they stay with the house. And I do remember hearing stories about the basement, like a chair rocking on its own in the basement. And then, you know, I always yeah. heard stories about that house. There was I didn't weird see stuff. it. Nothing, nothing weirder than the time uh, one child forced another child into the basement to look at the Christmas presents early. I know you're going to watch this episode, Kelly. And <laughs> you forced me into that. You forced me into that basement to look at those Christmas presents. And I've never forgiven myself for that. Not one time. <laughs> look at, look, seeing the look on our stupid parents' face when they were so excited thinking we were surprised. I was just, I couldn't handle it. Oh my God. <laughs> you, so you snitched. I wanted to to garbage pail kids in my stocking. <laughs> I have to say that I have to say though before we move on I had written down I mean this I wrote down ask Brian about the pictures in the stairway so it is so funny that you you mentioned that before you I did not write that down I absolutely you did, not did. Write that down. Dude, I'll take a screenshot of my little notepad in my uh, on my phone I was just making Ugh. some notes of things that I might want to ask about and that was one of them so that's so funny that you brought that up but hey, I also want to bring up, speaking of like the seeing things in houses and not seeing things, the stories that they were telling about over at Popow's house over on Route 45. Like I lived there. I lived there. So, so perspective is funny because the, when you guys were talking about those stories, it was terrifying to me. And I was thinking, that sounds like the scariest house I could ever imagine in my life. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I lived there for almost three years. And well, I never saw Brooke turn so over one time. Maybe you were so high, <laughs> they weren't connecting with you, David. Well, that's what I'm trying to talk about. Because in those days, that's what I was up against. Because you guys are telling all these horrifying stories about the basement. And all I could think of was how horrific it was trying to sneak a girl out of that basement in the morning while mama was making breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was terrifying. And you did have to bend over backwards. <laughs> 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 you had to be able to fit through windows and everything. You basically had to pretend like you were uh, possessed by a demon to get her eyes off of that doorway for a minute. Hey, mama. <laughs> Could you get me a blanket from the back? I just need to... <laughs> Oh, it's freezing down there, Mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a ghost coming out of the basement and running into that Jetta. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> screw you, you for, screw you for not validating our stories, David. No, listen, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it's funny the perspective. Because, like I said, that's why I said to you. Remember, we talked, Julie, and I said to you, maybe it's not a Hamilton thing. Maybe it's a Pelton thing. Because the because when I was living there, not much going on. The minute I move out, Brooks doing somersaults in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Which I'm is saying. funny because when I had the girl cousins on just a couple days ago, Brooke told her perspective on that. Brittany told her perspective. And then Kimmy told a story about getting attacked by a demoness cat at right. the horseshoe house. Yes. Now, I remember her telling that story vividly when I was a kid and she was terrified by it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do remember that. <clears throat> Did you know that Kimmy has astral projected and also had sleep paralysis? No, if you're I asking really... me, we're opening up cans of worms. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard anything about her astral well, projection. Like, what is so, an astral projection? Tell me what that is. That means that's a body. You leave your body and you can see your body. Yeah, she said your dad used to do it. Well, shit. I don't know anything about that either. See, this is what See? I'm talking about. This, this is what has been so interesting. Um, but it does make me wonder if that's not part of the perspective. Do Because do, they say, you know how they don't allow you to be like, no one takes eyewitness testimony as, as credibly as they used to back in the day because they know people make mistakes in how they see things and how, how they remember things. And it's funny how like situationally later in life, you can take a story that happened 20 years ago and remember it a certain way because of how you feel about life now <clears throat> or, mm -hmm. or something you know about life now that you didn't know then and you sort of equate the two things together. You know what I mean? But you know, you know um, Brit when Brittany told the story of the first time she saw Brooke up and walking around the house, she said, what's funny is I was on the phone with Davey because he was asking me if I could babysit Maddie and I was driving Brooke to work at the time. So I said, Oh, hang on. Uh, she just got up. She's walking into the kitchen. Um, let me ask her if uh, she needs a ride to work that day. And she called to her and called to her and she was like, Oh, okay. Well, she's not answered, whatever. I'll have to call you back. And then she goes around in the kitchen and she wasn't in there. Wow. See, that, <laughs> that, that makes it a little more believable. When, when you have little details like that, it does. It makes it believable because you would remember little things like that. Because like when you talk to me about my alien thing, one of the things I always think back on was the one girl that was with me. Um, I remember how I realized how hard she was holding on to my arm because my arm started to go numb. And I remembered in that moment thinking, oh, my God, she's terrified. She's holding my arm so tight, like I need her to let that go a little bit. So my arm will stop. Well, you know what I mean? And yeah. meanwhile, there's this alien shit. But it helps you remember a moment because it gives you something else to think about that was happening. Like when my friend said, hey, Dave, do you hear anything? And it gave me a chance to listen to the waves on the beach breaking. You know what I mean? And then I, now I have that memory of being like, wow, man, mm -hmm. that, it's, it's totally silent. So that's what I mean. It's funny how people attach something like that to a memory. And it makes now, them now, if a I'm not better. mistaken, you, the, the ship that you saw was a triangle shape, right? No, it was like a rectangle. So it was okay. like, it was like square and like, um, 
like I say, it was like I said to Julie, it was like 50 yards of football field in a, in a square shape. So and it was like, Brittany that saw the triangle one. Connie or Brittany saw a triangle? Connie, those guys did. I remember them telling a story about a triangle one that followed them in the car, right? Is okay. that right? Okay. Yes, they left for church one night. They all piled up into the car. And the 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 craft was following them from when they got in the car all the way, like wherever they turned, it would turn. And it followed them all the way back from, I think it was Cook Road Church, all the way back to um, the house over there. I would just pull yeah. off the side of the road and say, take me. Take me. <laughs> dude, dude, for real, that's though. What that's what I would that, say. I'd say, take that's me what wherever happens. you're going. Take me. Dude, that's what happens because you realize if you there's you can't run. Look at what this thing can follow you anywhere. What's if it really wants to kill you, it'll just kill you. You know what I mean? It's like, so what's mm-hmm. the sense of ring? You might as well just stop, have a look, let it do what it wants to do. Let me to let me see the rings of Saturn before you uh open me up. That's all I, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> that's it. That's Brian it. wants to get probed. I did. I, I, I've always wanted to go be probed and fly around. I think Brian's like me. Though. It's like it, it's almost worth dying a horrendous death on another planet just to know that there's another planet that exists. Yeah. <laughs> I'd oh, kind yeah. of be laying there and be like, I told everybody. <laughs> Get eaten by some giant avatar beast. I'd be very, <laughs> I'd be extremely happy about that. As long as they'd let me send back one TikTok to prove it to everybody, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know but what, you know- Dave? It'd only get 11 views because some woman in half a shirt would be getting uh, 47 million views. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With she's a, opening with up a-, a jar of peanut butter with her tongue. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's in half a shirt, so she... <laughs> And she's opening up a jar of peanut butter with her tongue. You're on a different planet with an alien species and get 11 views. <laughs> Getting probed. Three comments and two of them are for the same person going fake, fake ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> Is that Stanley Kubrick behind you? you <laughs> I ain't watching this fake ass shit. <laughs> When's part two coming out? <laughs> Wind doesn't blow that way, assholes. I'm not stupid. Look at them. Look at those butt cheeks. Those are fake butt cheeks. Look at those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But you did. Sorry. You did see a triangle, though, at your house off of Tibbetts. I did. I did, Meg. Meg saw that one. Meg saw that one. And like I said, that's that's funny because like we it that's how I think that one's okay. I don't trust myself. That's the point. If I see something alone, I don't trust myself. I, I feel like I was just I like you said, I was high, I was just something, whatever. But I'm glad people are with me on these things. And that's why I say I can I can confirm some of the stuff they talked about. Like when the when the girls were talking about Brittany constantly smashing her head in that house over on Ford Avenue. I remember that. I absolutely remember being over there and being afraid for her safety and, and say, like, I remember saying to my mom, mom, I get it that like, there's nothing they can do. She slams her head in the, like in the floor, but they should put rugs down or something. Cause they had these hardwood floors 
And I remembered that's all I could think. I was like, because she would, she would just out of nowhere, just slam her head from a, she would be sitting straight up like this and just go straight back and slam her head into the floor at like huge velocity. And we'd all just look at each other like, why did she do that? But did you hear the the guy who was hosting the show? He said, usually when kids feel pain, they stop. That's what I'm saying. She, But she would just do it. And like, and almost sometimes she wouldn't even cry. She would just do it and then just kind of like be dazed for a second and then just get back. Up. Oh, that's even creepier. Like, I know it was, we- it was weird. So when they mentioned that, I was like, holy shit, I remember that. I totally remember that. But that's when I said to you, it almost feels more like a Pelton thing, not a Hamilton thing. Every time I move in, it all shuts down. Oh, but I've, I've had stuff happen right. to me and Brian's had stuff happen to him and Kim. So you got to say that it's something on our side of things because even like my, my, our mom, she would say, oh, I felt like something was like pushing down on my chest or whatever. And it would be like some, you remember I had that weird dream where things were like hanging all over mom. And then the next morning she was like, I just felt like there was something like pressing down. Like, and I was like, well, I'm not going to tell her because she'll need a horse tranquilizer to calm down after that. (laughs) <laughs> well but that's just it the stories about like Papa Troy being like a healer and stuff like that I feel like I had heard something about that but I feel like the girls have just done a better job of keeping those stories alive because I feel like I've heard them less I remember I remember the mama having Papa Troy come to her bed I remember her telling me that story and it's like but so some of that stuff I just wasn't as familiar with and I thought it was cool but honestly that's that's what got me thinking about all of this. And anytime you guys want me to come on and talk with like Brian or anybody, like I want to do it because I was realizing I was talking to Brian on the phone the other day, like documenting this stuff is so important. Just like for the family, you know what I mean? Because like, it's, I, I began to realize like, this is all of it right here. And what I wouldn't give, what got me thinking about it was Papa, um, Papa had this whole life that he never really talked about that much after he was saved. You know what I mean? And I just have these little bits and memories of him telling me little things. And I think I was telling Brian the other day, I have this vivid memory of Papa taking me into the basement over on uh, Route 20 at the house across from Wendy's and looking all over for this baseball glove. And he's like, I've got this baseball glove, day boy, and I want to give it to you. And he was looking all around for hours. And I was like, well, Papa, what is this baseball glove? You know, tell me about it. And he goes, well, I got it. I played this baseball team party, and uh, we, I got it. And he kept on saying these different names, and I recognized some of the names. And it come to find out, Papa told me that his band played the championship party for the Cleveland Indians in 1948 when they won the World Series. Oh my God. And like, what? did I ever tell you that? Did any of you this? No. No. So, so Papa told me, and he searched, he searched the basement for hours, guys. And he told me, and I'll never forget this because I must have been Spencer's age, probably. And he was talking about, because I had this never. This wasn't heard, a dream. This was real. This was, this was real. And we went in the basement and we looked for hours for this baseball glove. And I remember it, the reason it stuck with me because I had never heard Papa talk about drinking alcohol before. 
And this story involved drinking alcohol and it just weirded me out because I, up till then, I just knew yeah. Papa as the, as the Christian preacher and that's it. You don't drink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, so he, he told me this whole story and I specifically remember him mentioning the name early wind over and over again. And I said, I feel like I knew that name. And lo and behold, I looked it up and he was a part of that team. And he talked about, he talked about Satchel Paige, who at the very end of his Negro Leagues career, right before he retired, was on that team. No, oh, he wasn't. Oh, for God's I, sake. He absolutely was. And I'm telling you, bro, I'm, and so this is what got me thinking about the documentation, because I said, you, we are all going to live our entire lives and die, and none of us are ever going to know what Papa's band sounded like. And it was obviously a very good band. If his band played the World Series championship party for the Cleveland Indians in 1948, they were probably really good. And yeah, they got out of like the Johnny Cash somehow style. to do it? Uh, yeah. And what, that, would and, been, and that, that would have been three years before any of the kids were born. That's There you go. And so, and so remember, he even talked about that. He said, once the kids were born and stuff, that's when he started kind of realizing that he, it was, the road wasn't for him and he didn't want to be on the road and he just wanted to be home with the kids. And that's what kills me because looking back on it now, I wish I could talk to him now and just ask him so many questions about it. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. But like, we'll never get to answer those questions. And it's like now, at least when I think about this, our grandkids someday can go back and listen to us talk now and hear directly from our mouths at least some of the stories that we think we know i know (laughs) yeah yeah but think about that so for anybody in our family that listens to this and might have more information on that idea of papa playing that if if i'm the only one he mentioned that to or if he mentioned it to somebody else i'm so i'm so curious you are completely the only one that I have ever known to even mention that. So that is very interesting. You know, the only stories I ever remember hearing about him is just how much of a asshole our great grandfather was. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The stuff like, uh, you know, they're so poor and everybody's basically starving to death. Nobody's got shoes. Nobody's got electricity. Nobody's got water. And he'd drive into town with the kids, go into a restaurant, order a steak dinner, and make sure that they were outside at the window watching him eat it. Think about that. Think about that. What kind of fucking asshole does something like that? Well, well, think about it like this. Our great grandfather did. Megan and I, Megan and I talk about all the time. We say it's important to us as parents to like the idea of being cycle breakers and like not continuing the bad habits that your parents had, you know what I mean? And things that they did and basically learning from the people in your lives mistakes, you know what I mean? And if you really think about it, who is the ultimate cycle breaker in the universe is Popoff. Oh yeah. I mean, the way those boys grew up abused like that, like what you're talking about, because that's not just physical abuse, dude. That's psychological abuse. And getting that's, and getting enjoyment out of torturing your kids like that. Enjoyment out of it. And listen, I'll I'll just say this because it's like it should be documented since you brought this up, Ryan. The, the, did you ever hear the story about the dog? Did he kill it? No, dude. Okay, I'm just gonna tell this it's, story. It's even gonna it, be worse. 
It's going to be it worse. Needs, I bet it, you it, I have heard it. And it's going to be worse. It, need, it needs to be documented. So Papa's telling the story the one time, and he says, Dave, I had this little dog, and it was my best friend in the whole world, and I and it would follow me around and whatever. And you know how much hard it must have been to find a pet back then or anything to just come across something to own for yourself. Yeah, and, 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 and it I actually had, give you joy. And yeah. give you joy and follow you around and give you love, show you love. And like, so he said, I had this little dog and he said, my dad got it on his mind that he wanted me to get rid of this dog. And he said, no matter how hard I tried, this dog would not leave me. And he said, I tried anything I would do. This dog would stay. And it was just breaking my heart. I tried so hard. He said, so it made my dad so mad that he said, I'm going to kill that dog. And he said, and, and he goes, and it, and then it was like, it wasn't even enough for him. Like it wasn't upsetting me enough that he was going to kill the dog. Then he hands me the gun and makes me do it. I knew it. Okay. Oh my God. Right. Oh, I knew oh, he'd make think, him kill that dog. You think I'm, you think I'm done. You think I'm done. He hands him the shotgun and he walks away. And Papa says, I just stood there. And he said, I knew I had, he said, I knew the dog was never going to leave. I knew I, it, I was just going to have to do it. And he said, but I couldn't bear to look. So I just turned my head and I just shot. And he said, and the dog just ran away. And I thought to myself, he said, he said, I thought to myself, good. I scared the dog, he, that dog. Finally, the dog will just go away. And Papa said, and he had tears in his eyes when he told me, and he said, Day boy, that a couple of days later, that dog came running back up to me, trying to lick me. And half of its face was like gone. Oh, oh my God. And oh I, my I, it, God. It, it, it absolutely. And he said that little dog was still just trying to love on me. And I, and, oh. and like, I, I, it, it, I never forgot that. I never forgot oh that story. My God. And it's like, so now so you like think you, about that. You think about what what type of there's got to be something ingrained. What kind of psychopath makes a kid do something like that? Who and and and, and I'm not having even to trying go to drug people from the past. I understand people from the past had different experiences, were raised, raised different, different. Had, had to go through different things. You may not be able to feed that dog. I get that. You may have to try to find a different home for that dog or let that dog go or, or make the dog, whatever. But to hand your child that loves the dog a gun and say, blow the brains out. You do it. Yeah. And, and, like, and be a small child. Mm-hmm. That's a psycho. And then for our grandpa to grow up like with the biggest, sweetest, kindest, softest heart. But that, just, that's yep. the point that's that's the point he broke all those cycles like him him telling that story that time about and you know he they would joke about it and when he would get around his brothers it was the greatest thing in the world man because the stories would go flying like you would not believe and sometimes they would be telling stories and you wouldn't realize how sad the stories were because they were so funny until later when you were thinking about the story because they would tell them in such a hysterical way like when they were talking about, I can't remember which brother it was, used to tell the story about they were starving so bad. And he said they were walking around and they said there was never anything to eat ever. And they said one day we were we started to realize that Papa would disappear for a long period of time. And then he'd just show back up. And then they said one day we started realizing that Ish started to have a little color to his face. <laughs> And they said then we had realized he had stolen a he had stolen a log of baloney. 
and had hid it somewhere and wasn't sharing it with anybody else. And how they described it was they caught him because he started having color to his face. Think about that. They they were all starving so bad they knew Papa must have access to food because he had rosy cheeks. Oh my god. And dude, we laughed so we laughed so hard at that story. But when you take a step back and think about the story, how sad is that? That's so sad. I know. Oh, it's awful. They were so hungry. They were so hungry. So hungry, man, just hungry. And then we we wind up in a world not what 30 years later, uh, where we're we're in the in the basement of Papa's house on Route 20, destroying lights, having pillow fights. <laughs> Oh, bro! Oh, don't worry. I'm not talking, I, you know what? I'm not even talking about this story because it's bullshit. Whatever he's about to say, and <laughs> oh, Brian, no, you gotta pony no, no. up. I was just telling Kara about this the other day, and she thought it was the funniest damn thing that had no, ever no, been said. I want, I want your perspective on the ending because only you know what went down in the car on the way back and why you even turned why the whole turning around thing even happened but just let me let me just tell this story because it has to be documented in case anyone cares 20 years from now um the house over on the house over on route 20 across from wendy's is like the greatest house in the world dude all the kids were like the best ages over there we were all little we were all rambunctious we wind up in the basement of this house where it was like one little quarter section of the house was finished and it was a bedroom, had two beds, a TV, and it was like finished like an actual house. And then it broke out into this basement that was unfinished, that was terrified. And so basically you only wanted to be in the bedroom, not out in the rest of the, in the basement for whatever reason. So me and Brian are down there, of course, enjoying our one of three days a year we get to see each other. And we tear into this vicious pillow fight, okay? Sweating, sweat flying everywhere. A problem, well, definitely shirts off because I, I know shirts were off because of what happened. Um, so, so we're down there just blazing pillows. And, and Brian somehow or another got me on the ground and was standing over me with his legs split right over me, okay? And I, I can still remember it to this day. He's like, it's slow motion. He's got me down. He's going for the death blow. He pulls this pillow up and I can see him jerking this pillow over his head. And I, I start to see, oh my God, the light is right there. And he slings this pillow up and it hits this light. And like a snowstorm, glass oh. just falls oh, shit. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> All over, him, me. all over the carpeted floor. It was it was maroon shag carpeting and the glass was way down in the carpet. And it was like <laughs> it was the worst. It was just awful. And and I remember we just both stood there for like two minutes and neither of us just moved or made a sound. It was just like But, we but the reality is we were both bleeding. <laughs> we were both bleeding yeah. pretty bad because we'd just yeah. been cut with a bunch of glass. And we were and like, he, how the fuck are we going to get out of this dude How so so of course of immediately i go right into we've we can never let them know this happened mode right and brian's like dude we're never going to get away we are never going to get away with this right so i actually Papa had a shower in the basement so i put brian in the shower because he had it worse than me that all the glass fell on his back and his back was just shredded <laughs> 
<laughs> and there was blood. There was just blood everywhere. I was so bleeding get... all over the place. <laughs> we get him. We I get probably him needed stitches. I probably needed stitches. <laughs> we get him in the shower. We clean him all up. Band-aids. Like the whole nine, right? No one's aware of anything. We clean up all the glass. We do. We go through this whole process. It takes hours, right? We keep going upstairs, <laughs> checking in with the parents, coming back down. And like, finally, we get to the place where the only thing we need to do to get away with this scot-free is replace the lighting fixture that was over, over the light. Because there was no way Papa was not going to notice the lighting fixture. And they were all these really like old vintage, like glass lighting fixtures. Or like or where do you even get these now? You know what I mean? And it, it occurs to me in the moment, there's an apartment upstairs where the great grandmothers live and they have lights like that upstairs. If we can steal the key, we can get up to that apartment and get one of those lights. And I will make a long story short here. It takes us hours to get the key. We get the key. We go upstairs, we get the, we swap the light out, get the thing and bring it downstairs and swap it out. And everything is gold. I mean, gold. No one suspects a thing. Brian hugs and kisses everybody. See you next Easter or whenever's the next time we're going to see you. And I'm going to let Brian take it from here because I have no idea what happened after they pulled out of that drive. Nothing happened from there. So it was, uh, <laughs> Oh my god, you bastard. <laughs> Not, that was the end of the story. We all just had a good old time and we went home. Nope. I get in the car. We got 30 miles into our trip. And I go, <laughs> I have a confession to make. <laughs> I knew it. My dad goes, What what happened? What did you guys do? And I go, Well. I hit a giant pillow and I had to lay on the ground and I broke it and I'm bleeding all over the place and then I got the shower and then we devised a plan to go steal the key and go upstairs and change out a fixture and then we got it downstairs and we changed that fixture out and we cleaned everything up and you guys never noticed. And the first words out of my dad's mouth are, we're turning around. And I'm like, And oh. he did. He did. I couldn't believe it, dude. When you guys left, to me, it was like, there's no coming back from a trip to Cleveland. It's the other side of the world. There's no possible way. And, dude, when I uh, – listen, I've never been more scared in my life than when I looked in that driveway and saw that car pull in. Like, I <laughs> – like I, Brian I have never is a been snitch. more scared in my life. <clears throat> I yeah. was. I was a snitch. I was a yeah. snitch, and I'm ashamed of it to this day. Oh my God, dude. That that is one of the funny stories. That's like Macaulay Calkin couldn't come up with that in his wettest dream that old event. <laughs> so who got whooped first? He Brian never got whipped. I see that was the thing. He he told he come back home because he was gonna go back home to like a week away from his walkman. Uh <laughs> I, I probably went home that night and got torched with a belt. <laughs> I'm surprised mom didn't whip you with a switch because that's what we got me, Brooke and Brittany. We got whipped with switches. Oh, that's yeah. only because she could catch you. If you could run away from mom, she could never catch you. But I never got whipped by mom because she wasn't athletic enough. <laughs> Which that's that's not so true. bad. She'd wait and catch you later, Dave, and you know she, it. She, she, she would. I'd run around the, the table. <laughs> 
what she would. She'd catch you coming out of the bathroom and just. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bring it up to Brooke and Brittany, but this one time. I was with Papa. Me and Brooke were with Papa riding around in the back of his car. And he took us to go get cowtails. <laughs> cowtails. Yeah. Cowtails. Yeah. They don't even and sell so- them anymore because nobody <laughs> eats them, but go ahead. Ned yeah. likes cowtails. I, I don't I nobody don't like cowtails. I'm like, there's a reason they sell those things ten for a nickel. They, yeah. <laughs> They make them yeah. in the same plant. They make black licorice. Go ahead. <laughs> and circus peanuts. <laughs> yeah. And so we go get our cowtails or whatever. And Papa rolls all the windows down on the car. And we're we're on our way back to the house. And I got my head sticking out the window like a dog, letting the friggin' air blow through my hair. And I'm eating my cowtail. And I'm just, ooh, ooh, ooh. Papa starts rolling up the windows in the car. And he the window comes up right here, and I'm like halfway in and out of the car with my fucking with the fucking windows chopping my neck, and I'm like ah! and literally going down the road. And Papa's like, "Yun's better settle down back there." And Brooks like, "Papa, you rolled your head up in the window." And he like swerved over to the side of the road. I was like, but the funniest thing was. As the window was coming up, I could feel it, but I didn't move. And then I, I tried to like look over and Brooke's just staring at me with her cowtail, like, ha ha, bitch, got your head rolled up in the window. And I'll never forget that because it was like one of the scariest and funniest things that have ever happened to me. Papa, Papa was kind of like if Clark Griswold and Mr. Magoo had a baby. And and like or like or like if Clark Griswold and Mr. Bean had a baby, that that that's almost oh kind of like God. what he would be like. Do, do you do you ever hear about the time he got in the wrong car at the bank and drove it home? <laughs> did you don't and and this wasn't dementia, Papa. This was young, vibrant Papa. This was like this was like before he had any mental problems at all. He and I I kind of understand because I've done this before. Uh, to some degree, but I've never driven it home. He comes out of the bank and gets in this blue station wagon. And Papa used to keep his keys above the visor. And he'd get in and he'd pull the visor down and the keys would drop and he'd stick it in and he'd drive. And Papa got in this car and pulled the keys down from the visor and got in it and drove it all the way home. And then like realized he was looking for a coffee cup or something that wasn't there and started looking around and realized this wasn't his car and drove it and drove it, drove it all the way back to the bank. And he said the lady was sitting in his car. Oh my God. Nothing like that could happen nowadays. So, you know, he just got in someone else's car, drove it home from the bank. But you know, that makes me think of that time. Was it you who thought you were about to scare mom? Yes, that was. All right, that, that, all right, I went, let's I hear went that. Up there. I did, I came out of Giant Eagle one day and that was my favorite thing to do was to like sneak up to her side of the car and just pop up next to her window real quick. And, <laughs> I, and I came, 
and I came out of Giant Eagle one day, and I was, dude, I was going through the whole thing. I was on my hands and knees crawling so she couldn't see me coming out of the of the place. And, like, I get all the way up to the window, and I pop up, and I'm just like, <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there, and there's just some person I don't recognize at all. They're looking at me like this. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> And I just slowly turned my, I didn't say anything. I just turned my head and walked over. And mom tells it the best. She goes, I just sat in the car. She goes, Dave just got in the car and said, mom, drive, drive the car. <laughs> it's like oh some, some people got, got Hamilton and, and secondhandedly and didn't even know why. And just <laughs> randomly sitting in a parking lot. Um. Because I don't know, when I was a kid, I saw my mom. I think I perpetually see my mom as a 35 year old because, like, she was that age when I was Dave, like, that I just had age. to watch a video of my father celebrating his 37th birthday. And I go, I'm six years older than this bitch. He looked like, uh, you know, he that's what I'm like. He was 57 to me, but yes, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. And I, re I, I remember my mom asking her how old she was and her saying like 35 and me thinking she's so old she's so old. oh i know and now now we're a decade older than that you know, I know. what i mean mm -hmm. and it's like i i think about that sometimes where i'm like do my kids look at me is that how my kids see me now definitely oh, like, absolutely you're the oldest person like, in the entire world yeah it's just such a weird thing to think about like that but that's why i say that's why this is so important to me because it's like i i just i love the idea that our kids will be able to see a little bit of who we were before we were just like sitting on the side of a room <laughs> Not, <laughs> you know what i mean screaming <laughs> about the rice being too hard this rice is too hard for my teeth <laughs> i'm still mad about trump to this day i'm still <laughs> <laughs> but you know i so one of the things that i think would be cool is to have like a sibling off where it's like me and you and our sister or yes. me and you and our sister and brian and kim all going at it yes well that's what i'm saying i want i would love to get us all on because that it it's the girls have such a, I'm, I'm clearly now the girls have a different perspective than me and Brian for whatever reason. Like they, they had some stuff going on and, and were telling stories about stuff that I had at least never heard about uh, no. or didn't like, didn't know much about. And it's like, so I just think it would be fun to get us all sitting there because like, I feel like their stories would trigger our stories. I know, I know. So I had a game prepared for you guys to kind of end it on. I thought we could end it with a little horror movie trivia. Oh, I'll, I'll crush it, dude. All right. So we got team one, Brian, team two, David. Okay. Yes. Brian, pick a category. I'd like to go with the paranormal for 100, please. Based on the popular video game, this movie was released in 2006 about a mother and daughter who traveled to a town called Silent Hill, where upon arriving are involved in a car accident. I, I know After, the name of the movie if you need me to say it. 
I don't know what the... After the mother wakes up from the car accident, the young daughter is gone and a mysterious mist and ash has settled over the town. Oh. Well, what gives now you the damn answer in the, fr- the fucking question? I was going to tell anyway. you what is Silent Hill. Yeah, he knew oh, it was Okay, Silent well, Hill. I'll give you that point. And we know it's based on a true story. It's based off of my, my life. <laughs> did, did you seriously know it's based off a real town, though? I didn't yeah, know that. It's in, uh, it's in, uh, it's, uh, some town in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Centralia, Pennsylvania. Centralia, Pennsylvania. I love it. All right, go ahead. Give me masked villains for a hundred. The villain from Friday the 13th. I'd like to answer this in his stead. Uh, I'm going to say Mrs. Voorhees oh you screwed it wrong wrong Friday the 13th the villain was Mrs. Voorhees and you want to know how I know that it was a question in Scream that Drew Barrymore got wrong as well (laughs) you're right I'll give you a point Bam, give me the point. If it said, if it's Friday the 13th part two, you have me. Wow. <laughs> Nepotism. Brian. Go ahead. Give me the next one. Give me Bam. the next one. All right. Which category? I would like famous quotes for 400. Ooh. Have you checked the children? That sounds like something from The Conjuring. When a stranger calls. I knew. Hey, you should give me a chance to steal. You should give me a chance okay, to steal. Okay, okay, but you have to oh. say steal. Okay, I'll steal. I'll steal next time. But okay, you already did that one. So here, next question. Give All right, me, pick your category. Give me scary kids for 300. The sun has ESP and begins to have terrifying premonitions of happenings at the hotel his family is staying at. The Shining. Yes! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you needed me to give the name, too. Okay, sorry about that. No, that's fine. That's fine. This ain't all, right. all official or nothing. Brian? Points for Dave. Points for Dave. Mm-hmm. The little boy Tony who lives in my mouth. <laughs> Tony said. Tony told me. <laughs> Tony said red rum. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> What's your category? Uh, let's do masked villains for 300. From the movie screen. Okay. Who is it? Oh, the ma- Oh, who is the who's the masked villain? Mm-hmm. Wait, are you looking for what they call him or like the actual yeah, the, guy? What they what they call the masked villain in Scream. I know. I this. know this one. What they call him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a name. Brother, what they call him before they just figure out who it is? No, yeah, yeah I'll give I'll give you a hint. Wu Tang clan. Wu Tang. He, he oh, won't yeah. get it. I'll give it to him. Ghostface. Yeah. Oh, they, they mean Ghostface Killer. Okay. Who is Ghostface? All right. So I even David gave you the Wu Tang connection. Give it to Dave. Give it to Dave. 
All right, I'll tell you what. Let's make sure we get. Let's do the five hundred point questions across the board. All right. All right. So, what's your category, David? Let's just start from the first. Name the movie. A clown that terrorizes a group of children and returns when they are adults for one last scare. Well, I know what that is. It. No. Brian. Okay. Oh. <laughs> a town that. A clown that terrorizes a group of children. They're they're looking for the actual name. Oh, Pennywise. Then. Yes. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> we both get points for that because I got. Yeah, you both get points for that. You both get points for that. All right. The paranormal for five hundred. David, released in 2002, this horror film is based on a killer videotape that recounts the death of a young f- girl falling down a well. After watching the video, a phone call Easy. is Easy! David. Ring. I got it. Bada bang. The Ring. Okay. That's actually, oh, that's actually one it. of my favorites. I love The Ring. The I like The I Ring. I do too. All right, Brian, scary kids for 500. A young child who can communicate with spirits in denial of their deaths. Okay, so that's the sixth sense. Are we talking about Hallie Joel Osment's character? Yes. See, I wouldn't have known his name. I wouldn't have known his name. The scariest scene from the sixth sense was when he's standing by that door on the stairway. And, like, he doesn't want to go in the door, but then those kids push him in the door and lock him in there. Oh, yes. Definitely. That scene scared scared the crap out of me. Anyway, go on. So, this is just a quote from there. Here, this is obviously from Poltergeist. Poltergeist. The original. The the original original, Poltergeist. 1983, not 2016. I would never, never consider the new one to even be a thing. All yeah. right, Brian, name the movie for 400. When a gang me. of masked, axe-wielding murderers descend upon the Davidson family reunion, the hapless, helpless victims seem trapped until an unlikely guest of the family proves to be the most talented killer of all. Is this Who's Next, which is like one of my favorite movies? Yes. You're, you're next. Yeah, that's funny, dude. I have only saw that movie one time. It was That's good. a great freaking movie. That's a great it movie. Is. Hey, by the way, guys, I saw The Black Phone and it's pretty good. Um, I'm the only saw that. Thing. I'm I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you like it. Watched it. I'm taking my children to go see it. They can't wait. We're all Yeah, excited. it was really It was good. You'll like it. David, Masked Villains for 400 from the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Leatherface. Bada bang. Boom shakalaka. I love it. I wish I was doing this for real money. (laughs) The Paranormal for 400. Name the movie of this quote. Movie released in 2007. Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. If you see her in your dreams, make sure you never ever scream or she'll cut your tongue 
out at the scene. Jesus. Okay. Um, I know the answer to this one. Is Mary shot? It's either the, the movie. Is it the movie Mama? David, are you wanting to steal? That means I have nope. it wrong. No, I think I I think I know of the movie, but I don't know if I've seen it. La La about the, or something. I, I don't know it. Go ahead. The mo- Brian, do you give up? Yeah. The movie is Dead Silence. Dead Silence. Oh. About Dead the puppet. Silence. Do you remember? I've yes, definitely I've... seen that movie, but I don't know if I've ever watched it. Oh, it's like, a good one, you guys. I don't it's know if really I've seen good. it either. David, Scary Kids for 400. A seemingly perfect son who turns out to be a psychotic who murders his younger brother. The perfect child. Is that your final answer? Is that, wait, hold on. It's Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I know you know the movie because mom loved this movie. I do. Yeah, what was it? Is it, it's not called that. Uh, it's not per- called that, but you're on the right movie. All right. Well, what was it? The Good Son. Oh, The Good oh. Son. Yeah, not The Perfect Child. I'm going to give son, it to you because right. you said Macaulay Culkin. Dude, Macaulay Culkin nailed that movie. I have oh, to say. Oh, definitely. He did. He hit that one out of the park. I just watched the episode of SNL that he hosted the other night, and I think I, I missed those days. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, the world Ryan. a lot easier back then uh, name no, the movie for 300 a parody of the horror movies including scream and i know what you did last summer oh this is uh this is uh scary movies nice yes all right david the paranormal for 300 Released in 2011, this supernatural horror film is about a family whose son is able to visit the further while he is sleeping. While the boy's soul is in the further, a demon tries to get into and possess the young boy's empty body. I do know this movie, and for some oh, reason, you better! It's the, a the, fucking the, ti- the title. Of it is a really good me. one. It's but it has, oh, it's probably it, the it best has, I've ever seen. It has the lady from Detroit Rock City who was the mother of the one kid. Yes, it and does. Like, and she's always like, I caught you smoking the dope. And she's <laughs> like the she she's the lady that's like the, the, the medium or whatever. And I will not think of the title, but I do know it. What is it, Brian? I, I know what the title steal is, it. if I can steal, steal it. Brian Steele. Insidious. 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 Yes, you're so right. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a that's a great series. There's like three really good ones of that. Oh yeah, they're probably the scariest movies, uh, like right up there. You know, I didn't know your favorite scary movie was The Conjuring, Brian. Oh, I love the Conjuring series. Love them. That's that's so cool. I didn't even that. See, I got to learn something about you. All right, question. hey Brian. Yeah. So before this episode comes out. I'm releasing an episode of some research I did on Ed and Lorraine Warren. You're going to love it. Oh, I will like that. Yeah. I almost read so, a book on Ed and Lorraine Warren just, uh, you know, just for leisure. Well, don't, because I read it for you and I did an episode on it. Coming <laughs> <Okay. soon. laughs> Just listen to the episode. 
All right, Brian, famous quotes for 300. Do you like scary movies? Okay, that's from Scream. Nice. Bada bang. David. And the answer is yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Name the movie for 200. This movie was released this year and is a spin off of the horror movie The Conjuring. No, I'm not going to know this one. I, I think I did see the commercials for it, but I don't think I saw it. Or maybe I did. What is it? Brian, steal it. Can you steal it? I don't know, because they're saying it's been released this year, because there's Annabelle, there's The Nun. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But the oh, devil made me do it. Uh, maybe it's The Nun. Go ahead. Tell me what it is. Annabelle. Oh, Annabelle. Oh, that okay. wasn't this year, though. I don't know if anybody gets points for that one. Because he knew it. Oh, you I knew it, Brian? I might have yeah, said Yeah, I said Annabelle, Annabelle first, but I don't year. think it's released this year, so that's what had me confused. I'm going to yeah, both give you points for that one, because Damn. actually, I think this is like a year old. David. Uh, oh, wait. Brian. Yeah. Masked Villains for 200 from the movie Halloween. Michael to the Myers. Bada bang. Hey, don't turn this into a hip-hop show, Brian. (laughs) David, The Paranormal for 200. Released in 2007, this horror movie is about a young couple, Katie and Micah, who are terrorized in their home by a demon that Katie believes has been following her all her life. Well, I know it if Dave doesn't. (laughs) I know it too. I actually don't think I know this one? You know uh, it. You know on. it, you just don't know you know you it. You know it. You definitely know it. I'm so bad with names of characters in movies, though. That's what, that's what, it, is this, all right, all right. is this the I'll one, like, paranormal one... activity? Yes! Yes! All right, good. yes. Good. There you go. Okay. Brian, Scary Kids for 200. A preteen girl who suddenly becomes possessed and plagued with violent outbursts. What category is this? This is Scary Kids. Scary Kids. A preteen girl. I know this one. Preteen girl. You're thinking too hard. Who suddenly becomes possessed and plagued with violent outbursts. You're thinking this about it the, too hard, this Brian. This isn't The Exorcist, is it? Bada bang! Of course it is. <laughs> oh, Reagan man. from The Exorcist. Who, by, who, hey, hey, who, by the way, is is very hot. She doesn't get credit for that later in life. I know. She She's like a veterinarian, I think. Hey, hey, hey. Reagan grew up, okay? Reagan grew up. <laughs> yeah. Just want, just want you to know that. All right. And she can work, and she can do her magic on my pets anytime. Okay. I don't care if she's possessed, not possessed. She can be double possessed. So she can. I won't kick her out of bed for being hey, possessed yeah. by Satan. You don't need to kick her out of bed. She'll float over it. She'll float. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Ray, can get back down in this bed and snuggle me right now. Or get just back down here and snuggle me. We just created a new position, Ray. Just... I don't know how you did that, but I like. It. Do that oh, thing where you float and puke on me. I love that. Right. We call this. Hey, 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 get a load of this. We call this the demon bed. This is the demon <laughs> bed right here. Man. 
<laughs> All right, David. Famous quotes for 200. You will die in seven days. It's the ring girl. What was her name, though? Yeah. Oh, I don't but know. Was, yeah, I wonder what her, I can't Emily? Remember what her name is. No, I'd know it if you said it. Anyway, I can't. I can't remember her it name. It was either. a normal name. Yeah. Brian, name the movie for a hundred. The horror movie based on a Stephen King novel in which Jack Nicholson plays a writer who stays at the hotel with his family. The Shining. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, ding, 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 ding. And I think I and I think I remember the girl's name from The Ring. It was Bridget. Oh, Bridget, you're right. You're right. Because I remember coming out and being like, "Guys, I'm here and kill you." So we have the potential to either have a tiebreaker right now and one of you wins with these next questions or you could actually both tie, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Let's see what happens. David, wait, did you go last? He's not going to know this one. He's not going to know this one. Go ahead and put it up. Whose turn is it? It's Dave's. Dave, scary kid for a hundred. A child believed to be the son of the devil, the Antichrist. It's all for you, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> for you, Damien. As I Brian. jump out the window and freak out five-year-old Brian. Go ahead. That was Here we go. Famous quotes for 100. I want to play a game. Pennywise from It. I, I'm going to steal. Is that your oh final God, answer? Jigsaw. It's Jigsaw from Saw. Oh, you just let me steal. <laughs> you just let me steal. Oh, my God. You guys literally freaking tied at 3,700 points apiece. <laughs> you never drink Johnny Walker Black during a phone call with Dave. <laughs> That's why you never do it right oh there. Oh, my God. So the rivalry continues. Dudes, this was so fun, man. I so so tell me when can we get the whole family on this? Because dude, with these with these like uh types of phone calls, we honestly could get everybody on at the same time if we wanted. Oh yeah. Well, I will be I will make myself available for it because it's so fun. And like I said, I just am I'm all completely obsessed with documenting all of this stupid shit that we say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. A lot of people think that they're interesting, and a lot of people think that their families are interesting, but they're not. But our family is literally, in my mind, and it might just be me blowing smoke up my own ass, our family is special and different. No, it it is, and you want to know, we don't realize it until we send our kids out in the world and they come back and tell us that families aren't weird like us. Right. That, uh, yeah. That that that's when you start to realize that we're a little different. You know what I mean? It's like other other kids' parents don't run around singing show tunes at night. You know what I mean? To putting them to bed. It's like I know. <laughs> or let their kids watch The Exorcist when they're in the fourth grade and freaking give them nightmares for weeks. Dude, I I tell people that story that like I used to have a videotape. That my dad, my, when my parents used to have the band and they would practice in the basement, you know, mom and John would be down there practicing or whatever. This was when my parents were still married and they would just put me up in the bedroom with a videotape that had 
Friday the 13th, Part 4, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Part 2 on the tape and I would just watch it on repeat for hours uh, while the band <laughs> practiced. And think about my, well, think about this. My parents divorced when I was eight. So this was pre eight years old. Oh, I was really young when she started putting me in front of the TV oh, to yeah. watch scary movies. Oh, yeah. That's why I love don't, them. I love them. Don't care at all. And when I talked to Meg about it, that's what she, she goes. She goes, Dave, I'm sorry. I wasn't watching these movies when I was six. Like you were, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. My parents wouldn't let me watch it. It's like, okay. That's what Zachary says. He goes like, oh, I don't like them. I didn't, we didn't watch that stuff. And I go, I watched them my whole life, have loved them my whole life. So that brings me to David, are you sticking with your answer for Scream? The best scary movie of all time. Gosh. I yeah, I have right now, yes, I have to. Brian, do you do you agree with that sentiment? After you hear did, did you hear my my logic behind that? Well, about how you know it started a whole new genre of horror that had never it just brought up it brings a, a life lot into of it. things have started brand new genres of horror though. A lot like what? Like what lately? Okay. Like the Night of the Living Dead that started a whole genre of endless zombie everything for maybe the last 40 years. That's but, true. And basically, I think Texas Chainsaw started that gore porn stuff. I mean, really, that's it where did, that stuff kind of came point, from. No, no. My point to Julie was when we talked about this, and you can tell me if you agree or not. Up until when Scream came out, the horror genre had kind of died. And my point to her was, oh, when yeah. we were kids, when we were kids, we 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 would go trick or treating, and the masks were Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, and and you know what I mean, and Mike Myers. And if you weren't one of those four, there was really nothing. And they would carry movies would still come out, but it wasn't nothing that gripped you to like, oh, there's a new mask you have to have. When Scream came out, it bent the genre so hard. It was that next big, all you saw that Halloween was the scream mask everywhere. Yeah. And Those it was things. like, and I, I also said this to Julie, it was the first movie that had a major star get killed in the first 10 minutes of it. And like, and then there for a while, it was like all movies did that. It was like, oh, you never know who's going to die. Oh, here's Scarlett Johansson. She might be dead right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know and it was all because of that so that's what i'm saying that was the most interesting movie to me the most interesting horror movie that came out since the great halloween all right let me ask you this let me let me get let me ask you guys this would you put scream over poltergeist or the exorcist See, the this Exorcist is why, scared the yeah. shit out of me in ways that I yes. couldn't even watch it for a while. So it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And Poltergeist is one of my favorite movies of all time, like horror or not. So yeah, that's me why too. I say I I hate to pick I hate to pick favorites. That's why I say I can't believe you got me to pick Scream. That's what there, I did an interview. I did an interview with a guy who loves uh, John Carpenter movies. I love him. Yes. Yeah, and he goes the mouth of madness, and you got it. You got it. That movie was so freaking dark and twisted yeah. and crazy. And He's got an I unbelievable said, mind for movies. Period. Oh, definitely. And I said, I still got to go with Poltergeist though because that scene where she's talking to the little brother, 
and you can hear every little piece of spit come out of her mouth and she's like yeah yeah never never have a scene in a movie better than that or when he's tearing his face off in the mirror oh yeah like, no it's it's it, and it's it's uh isn't that um spielberg spielberg yeah. so mm-hmm. i mean he, he did the, the original poltergeist yeah mm-hmm. and it's like so so to me I, it's hard to get any better than that but that's what i'm saying man there's so many good ones it's hard to pick one but yes poltergeist is one of my favorite movies ever like i said scream is just cool because when it came out i thought it was just it was so needed and i feel like it saved that genre's life that was sort it of probably did i'll agree with you on that but any closing thoughts before we go Nothing, man. Just I love doing this with you guys, and any chance I get, I love to do it. So whenever you get the family together, call me and Brian because I love this. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a good time. I always enjoy it. Uh, and next time you have me on, I'll tell you. I just went re- recently, a couple nights ago, stayed at the Lafayette Hotel in Marietta, which is uh, supposed to be one of these super haunted places in uh, Ohio. It's been around forever, and I got the full Ooh. history on it. I'll, uh, but you yeah. stayed in it? Yeah, stayed overnight, walked around. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you go in, and and the rooms are just like they were, man. I mean, it became a hotel originally in, like, 1885 or 1891, something like that. Burned down. They rebuilt it in uh, 1916, and... You get in there and like they still have the advertisements up of like the way they would advertise a room and and during that time. And it was steam heat in four of our suites. Ring bell for service. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean you get in you get in this room and it's like the size of a shoebox. And there just happens to be a a bathroom attached. You know, it's not very big at all. Damn. that's it's, cool. It's, it's weird how they lived just like a hundred years ago, so differently than we lived. And I love that some places kept it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it know, was cool. Just, to, it was cool to stay there for the historical part. And I'll be honest with you: after you stay in a room like that, you realize, like, if they didn't have the ghost story appeal, because they do ghost tours there and the history tours there. You're like, this place would go belly up if people didn't care about those things. Because nobody yeah. would stay oh, definitely. compared to like a new hotel that has that a makes, ton of that room makes sense. And, and a big bathroom and a, you know, I mean, this Flat the room TV. was, yeah, this Dude, room you know was what? extremely I've never, small. I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that perspective of how even though some people might think it's silly that people show up to these hotels to hunt ghosts, but it's like, it, it kind of is saving history to some degree. Oh, yeah. You know Definitely. what I mean? Whether you believe in it or not, it's still a great thing to be able to go see it. Like, we, I, I sent you guys those pictures of us standing outside the Stanley Hotel not long ago, and it was just so cool to just see that. I know Brian actually stayed in it. But, like, uh, it was cool to just be outside of it and take a picture next to it. Just and Jim Carrey. Cool looking building. Yes. That is so weird, dude. That story of him that he won't talk about that. That is so weird. Because I, I, I look it. at Jim Carrey. I look at Jim Carrey like a no-nonsense guy. He's like a genius. Yeah, to me too. Dude. I know. I, I love him so much. And so me for too. him to kind of be that way, it just feels like he wouldn't act that way if it wasn't there wasn't some truth to it. 
somebody asked me and I'll just end it with this. I said, um, I went on somebody else's podcast and they said, if you could have anybody on right now, your podcast, anybody, just anyone, who would it be? And I said, Jim Carrey, because I just love him. I grew up with him. I admire him in so many ways. I love Jim Carrey. He's a true artist. And quickly, before we go, speaking of Jim Carrey, I'll tell one more quick story. Brian, do you remember when we went to the theater to see Dumb and Dumber? For the third time? Okay, no, wait, because we went to see it. We went to see it one time, and we went in, and we thought it was so funny, particularly two parts. And I remember I remember the one part that Brian used to make me laugh at so hard because he thought it was so funny was when Jim Carrey comes in the room, and they're talking about all the problems they're having, and they discover the bird with its head pulled off. <laughs> I was just going to say, our pets are falling and, off. And when Jim Carrey goes, our pets' heads are falling off. Like it, Brian would laugh until I thought he was going to have a seizure, and then and then so and then the part where he, the part where he has the where he has the diarrhea on the toilet, we were just dying, right? So what happened during this movie was this guy had one of those at the time. It was the first time you'd seen one of those laser pens, and the 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 little red dot would go on the screen, and mm-hmm. we came out of we came out of the movie. And we were like, uh, somebody was doing a laser thing on the screen or whatever. And it was like, but, but, and they just gave us free passes. They said, well, okay, we'll go see another movie. And we're like, oh, well, that was easy. So then we start looking around and realizing there's no other movies to see. So we just kept going back to see Dumb and Dumber over again, over and over (laughs) (laughs) at this theater. And I felt like in my brain, we stayed and saw it like four times and laughed at him shitting and fucking having the bird's head pulled off like four times (laughs) that day. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Dude, that is an underrated movie. And I'm telling you, yeah. Jim Carrey has never made a bad movie. If you think he's made a bad one, just go back and rewatch it and you'll realize you were wrong. It was really good. Absolutely. <laughs> so I love All you guys, right, man. Guys. This was so fun, man. Thanks. And get everybody yeah, together, good time. Julie. We can do this, man. Let's get together and tell more stories. I love it. This is my new hobby. And Brian, get your podcast going so we can do this. You yes. are correct. You are correct, sir. All right, man. I'm looking forward to it. Love you guys. Love Love you. Good night, everyone. Oh, that's it. I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. There's a star.